Welcome to the Sober Community Channel, where our goal is to open minds and soften hearts concerning one of the greatest healthcare crises facing our country, which is addiction to drugs and alcohol. Rocky, and welcome back to Bigger Than Me. I am here again with Bree. Bree, how you doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. What is our topic for today? Meditation and recovery. Meditation. Um. I see what you did there. So, meditation and recovery, like we'll keep it basic and talk about early recovery. Because it's one of the, if I had to guess, of all the practices of the 12 steps, it's probably the least done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm speaking from personal experience, right? 110%. Currently, I'm in one of those phases where I've been doing it pretty well for quite a while now. Um, Maybe like nine months of solid meditation. Rarely miss days. It makes a huge difference. But I have had years where like I didn't even touch it, but I was 12-stepping half of the community. And I, you know, really didn't do it from that perspective. So, um, hmm. Let's just talk about meditation in general real quick. I love the quote. We wrote a blog on this. This is, we'll go a little deeper than the blog today. but, But as I was looking for quotes relevant to it, so here's the quote. So what is a good meditator? The one who meditates. Alan Locos. I do like that. Yeah, like there's not really necessarily a wrong or right way to do it. There's so many different practices. If you were to check, you know, YouTube, online, I mean, there's a million different ways to do it. And that just implies the only wrong way to do it. It's not about wrong, but the, the least effective way to do it. Is not do it. It's just not do it. Right. So um, one of the things that I've learned... I don't know, maybe year two of my first go-around was that uh, meditation from it, let's just take the religious part off the table. We'll come back to that. Uh, But from a very secular perspective, it does something for a human being that I didn't, wasn't aware of, which is it increases the most two applicable or the most applicable human skill, uh, which is that of concentration. So the ability to concentrate can be measured from what I'm still learning in two different ways. One is the depth of a person's ability to concentrate, how deeply, how many, as I'm reading a book that's going layer by layer in concepts, do I get lost on two, start thinking about my grocery list, or and then I'm still reading, but I'm retaining nothing. Yeah, you're not there anymore. Right, and I think that happens for all of us, right? So the ability to increase the depth of which I can concentrate, how deeply, is one. And then also practicing meditation increases the endurance, how long I can concentrate for. Hmm. So... What can that not be applied to, right? Studying uh, any kind of curriculum, working, being present in a conversation with a friend, all of that stuff has application. And like nobody certainly told me or when I looked up online and other things that nobody really pointed that out to me, but I found a lot of value in that um, because it's really, it can be applied to anything across the board. Oh, absolutely. So let's, one of the things we kind of segmented and broke down into different types of meta, and I'm going to over- simplify right so from the perspective of different kind of meditations let's kind of cut the world in two right like an eastern philosophy and like a western or you could go with the same would be a christian or a buddhist or a hindu type meditation because they seem to focus on different key components of meditation yeah they're fall into very different categories but it's still meditation absolutely so from that like eastern the oh right so that meditation is is um a lot of them, when they talk about 
how to do it properly per se. They talk about posture, they talk about breath, they talk about mindful attention, right? The idea that like if my mind was Grand Central Terminal, right? I stand on the platform and then we just watch all these trains come by that, and every train can be represented by a different thought. So some of those trains are just on the track of fear or on whatever they're on. And, and here's the thing, without conscious intent or being mindful to what's happening, I literally just get on the train that comes to the track. Oh, yeah, you just go. I have a thought. I believe myself to be that thought, and I run with it. And uh, and that's why, we like, when we talked kind of like when the time the Gorlak, uh, Gorski relapse prevention, right, that belief system, thoughts, feeling, urges, and actions. Mm-hmm. The action is always the urge when we're brand new. Like, I get an urge to do something. Or say I'm something doing smart, it. And it happens. It is. Yeah, it's like no control. And uh, and so that, that, that idea that I'm going to stand on the platform in this sitting the right way, you know, my attention to my breath, maybe I'm doing a mantra, maybe I'm counting in-breaths versus out-breaths, but the real practice that's happening while I'm sitting down is I'm just observing my thought process without judgment. That seems to be difficult at times, right? Like, why am I thinking that? Or or then let the thought take me into planning my day or what may or may not happen, as opposed to just being still, watching the thought without judgment, and then staying on the platform as the train just leaves because everything passes. Right, I, it was brought to my attention to you know many mystics or teachers or Wayne Dyer types have, have brought up the concept of like who's thinking, so to speak. Like, have you ever thought about your thoughts? I, I think especially addicts, we have a thought. Oh my that, god! You have a thought about horrifies. <laughs> I'm like, what was that? Where did that come from? Right. So, so if that's the case, I have a thought. I'm like, whoa! I get shocked by my own thought, or it comes in. Then the question becomes, who is thinking about the thought? The thought's not thinking about the thought. It's not thinking about itself, right? So there's like this indication that there's another part of us. Some traditions call it the observer, right? The witness, great spirit, creative intelligence. But that's whatever what we're trying be. to Yeah, whatever whatever you get you get to name it what you want. But the observer perspective means that I am not my thoughts. Right? Just like I am also not my feelings. We have feelings and everything in this level of conversation is impermanent. Right, when they say this too shall pass, thoughts, feelings, all of that stuff applies to that. So, like as I have a feeling, it's the same as the train on the platform in the form of a thought. Like I let the feeling go, and 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 without actually acting on it. I mean, if we think about the most retarded decisions most of us have made. Oh my God, there was no thought. It wasn't an observant. It was a thought. I'm doing it. That's it. Bottom line. Done. Right. It's already. It was done yesterday. At that yeah. point. And at that moment, it seemed like a great idea at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? Usually I was overridden with emotion. Usually there's not a lot of logic involved in that. There's balance. There, there's benefit to both emotion and logic when making decisions. But when the emotion takes over and it's based in a negative or a fear or anger, whatever it's that may be. It's usually never a good thing. Yeah, and then I just act on that. There's no thought. And that, that idea of a meditative practice, and that's one that the breathing and that whole Eastern side thinks about, is the ability of the pause. The ability to pause. Somebody, I'm, I'm at work or I'm, I'm wherever it is, I'm in my home group, and somebody says some stuff and they just trigger me emotionally and I just, my, my mind says, whatever the case may be. It, it envisions me kicking them and drop kicking them in the head or saying some stuff and I'm the person that just says stuff without thinking. When I start to practice it over time, what happens is I get to observe the thought and feel the emotion while they're doing whatever they're doing that normally I had no control over my response and now on the platform, choosing not to get on that train, I have a choice to get on a different train. Mm-hmm. It's that difference between the act and react. Right. Because yeah. there's a difference between acting on something that somebody said or somebody did or reacting to it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and so that's, let's talk about the practical application of that kind of a meditation. It can be difficult. It can be uncomfortable. You know, I've heard a lot of people say things like, well, I tried that meditation and it didn't work. I couldn't control my mind. You're not supposed to. Exactly what I said to them. Right? That the whole thing is, it's to observe it and watch its process. Right? I think we might have talked about that idiot and the genius in our mind. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that idiot speaks and it's literally for entertainment purposes only. And But the meditation gives me the ability to observe and go, that's ridiculous. Identify it for what it is, not act upon it. Because if I can't do that and I think I'm the thought or I think I'm the emotion, literally my defects of character choose my future. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If, 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 if they, that great saying, they say it like, if you want to know what the next year of your life is going to be like, look at the last year of your life. Right? Minus a change in the present moment, your history does determine your destiny because we're programmed as such, whether it's spiritually or clinically or history of origin, all of that stuff. So the ability to create the pause in the present moment and then look at multiple options and choose with logic and self-care gives me the ability to change the future. So, but that's where, I mean, nobody ever explained that to me. I mean, I'm sure maybe other people do, but I wasn't like 60 days sober and people are like, you should meditate because you can control your future or at least have some say in what you author in your life. And I'm like, as long as I'm like not drinking and drugging, like I should be good, right? But it's so much more than that. Yeah, I was like, are we going to eat now? Or let's, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're coffee. Or we, we're we going to go get coffee, right? Something like that. I mean, like, Is it time to smoke yet? Absolutely. Right? <laughs> so, um... And that's that one style. So to switch over to the other side and talk about, you know, it's it's not exactly rigid, but for oversimplification, like a Christian meditation, so to speak, right? You know, Christians, when they meditate, it's more of a contemplative experience where they absorb something, like maybe a verse or something like that, and then they sit. And although it's not a, a, it's not a process on breath and posture and observing of the mind, it's the observing of a concept, and it's the embracing and pulling in of a concept. So, like, if you were to look in the... Um, the 12 and 12, they have this great, I, I kind of had it broken down for me um, by my original sponsor, like a 5R format for a contemplative meditation. And and it's pretty simple. Like, so we, we're put on the blog, so if you if you like this and you want to kind of go check it out and practice it yourself, it'll be out there on the blog that mm-hmm. we put that matches up with this. But the, the, the 5Rs looks like this. So I, I grab, we, like, let's take a prayer we all know, right? So... So the prayer could be, let's say, the 11-step the prayer. I guess we can use that one. That We call that the St. Francis of Assisi prayer. And it talks about things like, you know, allow me to bring truth where there's false nature. So that's a paraphrasing, right? So then we would take that one idea. Here are the five R's, right? I read it. I relax. I reflect. I receive. And I request. So again, that'll all be right on the blog. So let's look, take a look. I read that one thing, like, or where there's error, let me bring truth. I think that's the exact one, right? Or where there is, you know, uh, lack of forgiveness. Are you looking it up right now? Are you going to correct me with St. Francis? That's no, what, I have I, the I big book know. on my phone. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> this is so spiritual. Um, if you get a leather binding on your phone with your big book, that would be like the ultimate. Like, I, I know. I've seen somebody in a meeting with a leather-bound book. I know they're spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so so I read the line, whatever it is. Let's say, where there's error, let me bring truth, mm-hmm. right? And we all know we're on lives. We all know, there it is, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's error, let me bring truth, right? So so we all know, like, in my daily practices, normally at work, I am dishonest in this way, or in my friendship, I have been dishonest in this way. And so then I, I read that, and then I relax. You, you still do some sitting still. You find a place where you're comfortable, where you're not like, oh, you know, I'm sitting on a nail, whatever, right? And then the relaxing is like, do some breathing. Right? But it's not about the breath here. It's about just getting relaxed to be able to receive some stuff. And then I 
here it is. I reflect. So I actually envision myself going through the course of the day with the one concept that we're talking about, which was the question then becomes, if I was to be the face of truth in all of my interactions today, what would that look like? Because I know where I wasn't the face of truth yesterday, and I'm probably going to have a similar day. I have the same job, most likely, the same roommates, the same, you know, wherever it is. My life is pretty much the same yesterday as it was today. Oh, yeah. And now I envision myself going through there and being the correction of my own false nature in the course of my interactions. And I spend some time contemplating what that looks like, right? And then the next R would be to receive. So I, I, I ask. Actually, I think it's, it's a request. So I, I request, like... Give me the strength and the power to be the face of truth in my interactions as I go out the course of my day, right? And that's going to change your consciousness as you're actually going through those days. You spend some time on it. You've thought about it. When that comes up where you so erred the day before, you have a higher propensity and a better opportunity to not err again. And as you do that over and over again, it just becomes a way of life. So yeah, it becomes second nature. Right. And then the last hour would be request. You know, that, that request that stuff. And then actually, no, the last one is receive, right? So then I receive that. I just be in the presence of whatever it is that I'm meditating to. And it continues to grow. Question? No. Okay. So that one is on there. That kind of comes up to the 12 and 12, right in the 11 step. Um, what else? What, what, what do you meditate at all? I have. It's not something that I practice daily. I know that it's something that I should, but it's... Something that for a long time I was like, oh, I'm not doing it right. Like, I don't know how to do it. But actually doing, like, reading all the stuff with the blog and everything and, like, doing a little bit of research on my own, I found that there's a lot of ways, like, going to the gym. Like, you're you're in the now. Like, I'm not here. I'm not there. I'm not here. I'm not there. Whatever I'm thinking about, it's not affecting me. Right. I can I have time to reflect and do all those things. Even, like, the simple task of, you know, reading. Like, I'm not everywhere. It's, I'm relaxed. I'm there. Right. Yeah, if there was such a thing as levels, which definitely on this plane is a thing, right? There's a, a, a beginner and advanced type concept, right? I, I would assume that the, the monks who live in temples, my sponsor's actually right now literally in, like, India and over in Asia. Oh, yeah, you we told me about Facebook. that. It's pretty cool what he's experiencing. But they're living a life of everything is a meditation, everything is a prayer. So there, and then when you go into, I think it's Hindu meditation, they're, they're, whether it's a walking meditation or when they're doing the dishes, it's really about where the mind is and what you're practicing with the mind while you're doing what you're doing. So literally meditation can be all kinds of different things. It's about the mindset that I bring to it and that the consciousness changing. So um, if you were to take that Christian concept or the, that you know Western philosophy, when we're new, it's real simple. Like, if, if, if it's about looking at a thought and focusing on a thought and bringing that into the course of my day, I mean, how is that not different than when we do the daily readings, whether it's daily reflections, just for today, for Narcotics Anonymous one, mm -hmm. that's all literally a form of meditation. Absolutely. Yeah, we wake up with the, uh, the mind of an addict. You ever heard that statement, like, most addicts can make life-altering decisions to destroy their life between waking up and taking a piss? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wake up and you I, wake up every day with untreated alcoholism. Right. I wake up every single day. This is when I'm new. And, I, and all of a sudden, my mind is like, there's that committee meeting that we've talked about, right? Mm. I wake up in this, like, if, if you're a smoker, the first one is, the first guy speaks up. He may not be the chairperson. He's, he's like, like, we need a cigarette right now, Scott. Newport. <laughs> right before the eyes are open, Newport. And then, of course, his buddy comes in. He's like, coffee. 
coffee. You right? need a cup of coffee <coughs> to go with your cigarette. Right. Then the bigger attendees of the meeting start speaking like, she's going to leave you. Like, all that kind of stuff. Or you're going to lose your job today. That hey, you're going to be late. You have to do all these things before you leave. Like, what? Right. That And that meeting just kind of, it's on autopilot. Nobody has to start that meeting. Like, no. Well, we knew that meeting just starts. We live in the midst of that meeting. Right. So then if I actually pause my morning, if I do those harder disciplined things, but that most people who do well in recovery do, which is I get up early enough that I have that extra 10, 15, whatever it is, some time where I can, before I start to rush to the day to get to work or whatever they have, I have to do, in that midst, if I add in a meditation, and we just talked a simple one, I read that. I like the Narcotics Anonymous just for today, to be honest, because... So do I. Yeah, it's, it's very... It's short, it's sweet, it's to the point, but a lot of the time, when I read it, I needed it. Yeah, and it's clean. That that's I mean that's the that power behind the word God that just literally brings you the meditation reading that you're going you're going through in your life. Whatever I think, whatever book you. Oh my God! Absolutely, that, that you pick person. it up and you're like, wow. Exactly, just talking with this about my friends or literally wrestling with this right now, and that just seems to show up. And that's that's where God shows up to all of us in the way that He or she does. <clears throat> but when I sit down now, all of a sudden I get a. A recovery concept, like maybe it focuses on this step or, or this principle or whatever the case may be. Am I not contemplating that as I read that? I'm taking like it takes 45 seconds or one minute or whatever it is. And now that committee meeting, you know, there may be the cigarette chair. Like we're sitting at a table right now with 10 chairs or whatever it is. And there's the Newport chair, the coffee chair, the I'm going to lose my job chair, the I'll never be you know, happy in a relationship chair. But now we put one person in a chair that's like, hey, here's a clean thought. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, listen, guys, right. guys, excuse me, hey. <laughs> right, right. And, 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 you know, it talks about in step 11 in the big book about getting to the place of intuitive thought, right? So that says we may not always be there, but the idea is we lean on that more than we don't. We get to a certain point in time. And Progress, that's really, not perfection. Yeah, that, that, that implies to me that that morning meeting that happens in the head, the new chairperson of that is God. Oh, absolutely. Is, is, is the higher sense of self, whatever you want to call that. And I think before that, that guy kind of takes over that chair of my consciousness, probably the voice of my sponsor. If I'm in a good, decent relationship, going through the steps with somebody that's engaging with me and I'm having regular discussions about my life, you know, it, it's not like the what would love do or what would Jesus do or whatever. It's like, what would my sponsor say to this? Mm-hmm. And then that actually really becomes a part of our mindset. Because I, I love what Albert Einstein said, like no mind, right, which created a problem unchanged can solve that same problem. So now as I continue to put stuff before my sponsor, he gives me different things. And oftentimes they're just asking me different questions than I'm asking myself, which that begins to stick. That begins to become something that I begin to do and oh, for myself. And now I've got another person in that morning meeting, so to speak. It, it, another person that's speaking with reason and not ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of the idea that, you know, like five years sober, even one, or definitely not 20 years sober, that I wake up every day and I wake up and profess my sickness and untreated alcoholism and I'm a piece of crap and I just came here so I wouldn't drink at this meeting today. Like, that sounds incredibly painful. Oh, yeah, that sounds like 20 years of misery. Yeah, if I've had more fun in my last run than you've had in your recovery, something may be wrong on your side. And so, right, so there, there does come a point in time when we get connected enough to that inner spirit or whatever you want to call it where I literally am not, I'm not untreated. I may have blind spots and we all make mistakes, but the reality is more than not, I'm getting up in a purposeful life and going out and doing things that me and God are co-authoring in a life. And I know what God's will is in certain areas and the areas that's undisclosed where the faith-based part of life comes in. I know that the blanks will be filled in if I move my feet in the areas that I've already been commanded to. Exactly. That sounds like a much more purposeful and happy recovery. Instead of like, I'm just going to pray for things and sit here and wonder why nothing's happening. Well, 
Because faith without works is dead. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing where it changes from like I, I you know, have to go to a meeting to like I get to go to a meeting. And meditation, I'm assuming, and I know for me it's the same. I, it's like, oh, I have to meditate only because everybody else does, blah, 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 whatever. And then it got to a point where like I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I and it does center me. And I you know, people when you hear feedback from the world, when people are like, Well, you're pretty reserved, which or or you know, those kind of things, you're very thoughtful or mindful, right? Those kind of things are I can look back and attribute that to I didn't have that a year ago. Oh, and, absolutely and, not. Right? And it's not one specific thing, but it's this toolkit that I've been given. And meditation is this great tool. But in the in the beginning it just seems awkward and it's weird. And like, you know, God forbid I live in a halfway house and like if I wake up in a halfway house and I'm not doing the steps, we're not the sponsor and I'm looking at a guy and he's in a full lotus, I I think I gotta get out of here. <laughs> like That or I, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a stepping stone for somebody who needs it. They're like, dude, like that's What's the great What sign. are you doing? Right, yeah. But that's probably not the most probable thing that would happen. Yeah, I was definitely giving you the early perspective before the guy right. So, but it just looks weird. Like, my initial thought when they were, like, meditating, I'm like, I'm not going to the airport and shaking my head and selling flowers. Like, that's that's not for me. I don't want to live out of a bowl with the alms from the war. I just, I'm, not, I'm good on that. Yeah. Um, as opposed to if you, you told me, like, how about you're able to respond in your own best interest, not cause harm to yourself and others. And, I'd be and like, like, I can, I can get on board with that. Yeah, like, you mean empower my life and empower myself? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that, that makes a lot more sense. I think I'll do something like that. So, um, what next? Um, we should just do a meditation right now. It'll sound like we're doing nothing. And then, and then we both get yelled at. Right. Um. um. <laughs> <laughs> so let's um, take a look at the article here. So I got no the article, article, well, article, article. That's pretty much like all the general basics, and we can go even further with that, but but here's the thing. The number one thing that I'm hearing us talk about is like, if you're not meditating, start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But And like the way it was explained to me, like when I first did it, is that I shouldn't try and sit down and do like a 30-minute meditation oh, no, right I'm, off I'm, the I, rip. Yeah. They, somebody was like, start with a minute. Yeah, exactly. Start small. Yeah, they were like, you know, you can sit there for a minute. They're like, it might take you a minute to just get comfortable, just get relaxed enough. Okay, do two minutes. Yeah. And just keep increasing it. Yeah. And then before you know it, that's just like part of something that you do. Yeah, I I literally use my iPhone timer. So I I do a five-minute, I do a, like, literally just five-minute reset. And then Mm -hmm. sometimes if I really feel like, okay, this is where I want to be, I'll double it and reset. But once that bell hits, I've kind of already trained myself. Like, I'm going to just... Just practice, practice, practice till the bell hits. I find that to be, I got I got very rhythmic with that. And then here's the other thing. We, we live in South Florida, which, I mean, we can enter a lot of Jersey jokes right now, right? And we're not. We're not going to do that. Right. But <laughs> where I was going with that is, like, when the Dalai Lama came to the United States of America, he came to Fort Lauderdale, right? It's, we, we live, I, I know, it's, you just made oh. my face, right? <laughs> um, well, the reason why is we, we are in, although we have the joke side of South Florida, right? Oh, but yeah. we're, we're also in a place that, like, you know, my neighborhood, like, I live in, near Boca, there are meditation centers, yoga centers. There's a Hindu on off of Hillsborough. There's a Hindu, like, it's an actual meditation practicing center. I come to... Oh, yeah, there's a... I was looking up stuff yesterday, the Transcendental Meditation of Palm Beaches. Yeah, like, you... And that's not everywhere. Like, you can... A lot of places where you live, you can't just look up a place to go practice some meditation or do this. And those things are, like, maybe five bucks or, like, seven bucks. The price of our lattes that we have, 
Like I could go spend 20 minutes with people that have been practicing this for 20 years. Build, and there's another thing, like building fellowship. Like if through the course of, I'm gonna go practice and once a week, I'm gonna go check out a couple different places. And then you know, there's, a, there's that place in Delray uh, that I go to where we do the ACIM thing. They have all day long stuff uh, throughout the whole course of the week. A bunch of it is breathing work, meditation, um, it's not that far from the Crossroads Clubhouse. It's like okay. on the same block, like fourth or something in federal. Um, but those are like five bucks, ten bucks. But that is everywhere in this area. I don't, you don't really see that in a ton of places. South Florida is really, it has a whole population of people who are into some kind of spiritual practice. They all have their own flavor, and it's it's it's, it's a plethora down here. So if I'm oh, really absolutely. looking for that, it's a mixing pot. Yeah, the other benefits of that is I actually can literally meet some other people. They don't always have to be just recovery supports and recovery. If all my friends are less than six months sober and we're all trying to practice meditation together, there's something going on there where I might be able to afford myself have a couple of veterans on my team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I learned a lot this year specifically from going to people who are outside of it, whether it was going to an ontology thing, like a landmark event, or going to the ACM stuff that I do, um, seeing different outside people and how they practice it, a couple of different yoga places, and I learned all stuff that applied to my program, but through outside stuff. And that, that I mean, even the book we have says, read other books. Oh, absolutely, because why, if you had no problem, you know, mixing this and that and the other to get the desired effect that you wanted, whether it be drugs, alcohol, women, money, whatever. Like we can do the same thing to better ourselves. Right. So, I mean, we talked about the increasing of concentration, right? Let's jump over to a couple other benefits of just meditation itself, right? So <clears throat> there's a great thing in the, um, the, I like the 12 and 12 a lot. I didn't used to look at it too much, but I... I, I love the 12 Yeah, it's got some great stuff. It doesn't have directions on how to work the steps, but it has all, I mean, it's literally a collective essays on how to expound upon what's mm-hmm. in the big book. And there's this whole part, and there's actually, oh, I'm also thinking something else. There is an article that Bill Wilson wrote, I believe it's called Practicing Step 11. It's in the, um, what is that, The Language of the Heart, which is a collective bunch of different writings that Bill Wilson wrote. It's an AA-approved book, not as relevant, but um, but that book, that article that he wrote, what that one talks about is, it like literally is a challenge presented by Bill Wilson, saying, you know, we get it. Like, it's this flighty thing that all these people don't want to kind of do. <laughs> we kind of get it. But, but here's the reality of it. And then it lays out this list of, like, different benefits. The ability to control your responses to the world. The reduction of anxiety. Right? All of these things, like, untreated alcoholism. When we talk about those symptoms of the spiritual malady that are talked about in the book, like, you know, a prey to misery and depression. We talk about not being able to be a real usefulness to other people. Restless, irritable, and discontent. He has like a counter argument. So here's all the benefits specifically only towards meditation. Then he's like, prove it wrong. Like kind of with the angle that he comes at is like, try these things for like whatever amount of time. And if it doesn't work? Yeah, and that time's not like two days, nor is it two years, right? So, but take 30 days and give yourself the, the extra little time in the morning, or if you can't do the morning, maybe really it's best to do in the morning, then some time in your day where you make it like a little sacred time for you and just play with the practice. And I, I don't think anybody that's ever taken that challenge hasn't gotten just the benefits way outweigh the actual time I had to put in and a little bit of frustration and, and nuisance of the initial practice until I get comfortable with just practicing the practice itself. So, I mean, there's another one of those things that, like, we're putting out to you. It's really for you to challenge yourself. Everybody wants, you know, 
more peace of mind. Everybody wants the ability to kind of be kinder in the present moment, even to people that we may feel don't deserve it. If we're really working a program, we, we're well aware that the forgiveness gives us the ability to be free from them regardless of that. But regardless of how they take it. Right. I'm the one that's two hours out of that still having that conversation with you, and I'm like, I should have said this. I should have at like yeah, the like renting space in my head. I would have not made the connection that evicting that person might be might be beneficial. Might be, not only might it be beneficial, <laughs> that meditation might be one of the keys to, to, yeah, to be like this to, to getting free of that. Yeah, like that's just a thought. Like there's a million other things that are still going on up there. Right. But like let that one go. Just see it for what it is, take it for what it is, and let it go. Yeah. It's it's literally the one of the strongest tools to to get our mind back to the present moment. You know, <clears throat> AA talks about that fourth dimension of existence, right? We have rocketed into the fourth dimension. People look at that in different ways, right? I like, I like quite a few of them, but that one is that like, there's what is it when they talk about space? So there's like three dimensions, right? There's, you know, height, depth, width, mm-hmm. right? So that's what you look at a box. It's got all three of those dimensions, but the other fourth dimension of that box is time. Right, we look at something on a table like this clipboard or these sunglasses or whatever. They all have that depth, height, and width, mm-hmm. but they weren't here two hours ago. So that fourth dimension is really relevant to everything. And then it's the now, right? And so our fourth dimension, from that perspective, is being present, right? And it's the now of life where I can have some decency, I can have some respect for myself and for others, where true love can be experienced. It can't be experienced. I can't love you five minutes from now, right? I, I can't have a, a dignity two days from now I can have some right now and because of our limitation being in physical form if you buy that we are spiritual beings having a human experience the, the now of life is what we have to work with to get back to it's the only thing that we have right where else really can matter forever is doled out in present moment nows right so it's right now now again, always over. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's, it's still right now. <laughs> right, and that now is gone, so it's another now, right? So that, that whole thing of keep coming back. So if that's what brings my mind, my heart, and my soul back to the present moment, and meditation is literally a practice about getting present to the moment, I mean, how valuable could that possibly be? Right? We, we talk about, you know, rocket into the fourth dimension. When you look at it from that perspective, it's kind of hysterical. Only an alcoholic needs to be rocketed to now. Because I've spent most of my day in, oh, this is about to happen. Future oh, tripping right, right. and what I did yeah, last that, week oh, I should not have and what I that. said I, three minutes ago. All that craziness. And then you rocket me all the way up to right now. Just right now. How you That's doing? all you want. I'm here. Just right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, again, this has been a really cool episode. I think it's a great topic. I would love Absolutely. for any feedback. If you guys have any questions on some other kind of practices or need some kind of whatever it is, some kind of help with setting something up for yourself, Feel free to comment. We'll definitely get back to you. Take a look at the blog. It, it talks about a lot of the concepts that we initially started with here. And, uh, and thanks again for joining us today.